Listen to me. There is something about the living room that is mysterious. Are you here? Anytime a family gather at the living room. Or through executing special angels to go and work for you. That, can I surprise you? Before the end of tonight, heaven will put your angels at work. Before the end of tonight, heaven will put your enemies at your feet. Get ready for the next move. Get ready for another miracle. Some prophets are coming up. Some eagles are coming up. And you are the wonder that I'm talking about. Don't just stand there and hey. just leave your room. Just leave your room. Private gathering. I see. Lift up your right hands. Come on. And if there is somebody around you, tell the person, I mean business right now. I am creating the atmosphere for my father to come and dwell. Yes, I said, me Sit down. 
worshippers. Now I am a menu. Brother, a pro, a Come on, lift up your voice. My noble and true 
feel it in my spirit. This song is singing.
Sinermo. Sawaka Hosha. Benedato. 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 Benedato.
Shalom. Shalom. Can I have a witness? Shalom, church. I believe strongly that we are all in we give God the glory by the grace of God, myself and my family. The Lord bless you and may the Lord favor you all in Jesus' mighty name. I want to thank God for your lives one more time. I want to thank God for the special grace that He has given all of us. God bless you so much. May the Lord prosper you all. Jesus mighty. God bless you. I'm super excited this morning just to have you all. The Lord favor you all. And may the Lord increase His grace. God bless you. Please share the name. Share the name. Please share the name. 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 And share the name. God bless you so much for joining this morning. I'm grateful by the grace of God for having you all. And thank God for the special, you know. So God bless you so much. If you but the Lord bless you, God bless you. And we never call for the Lord. If you but the Lord bless you, we delight in the Lord bless you. God bless you. The Lord bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Mommy Selina, the Lord bless you. Mommy Abusia, Erinche, God bless you. Mommy Ruth Enjua, the Lord bless you. Mommy Nkosi, Yaira, the Lord bless you. Mommy Herrick, the Lord bless you. Mommy Highly Anointed Tracy, the Lord bless you. Mommy Anjua, Abubia, the Lord bless you. Mommy Onyema, Lizzy, the Lord bless you. Mommy Tenada, The Lord bless you. But God bless everybody. Mommy Nanakunadu, the Lord bless you. Mommy Yasmin, the Lord bless you. And may the Lord favor you all. 
name is Louisa. Lord bless you. Oh, God bless you. We favor you all. Mommy International Abe. Lord bless you. And we give God the glory. Mommy Yvette. Lord bless you. Favor you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Okay, so we thank God for this morning. 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 I believe you had a wonderful night. I believe you had a wonderful night. Uh, some of you are still enjoying your sleep, I believe. Others have woken up. Others are at work. We, we give God the glory. Uh, that you've been great. The Lord bless you. I want you to say uh, a happy Father's Day in advance to every father here. Please, all the women wish the, the, the men happy Father's Day in advance. Wish them. Wish them, but they have done well. It is not easy to be a man. Get it. Men are very important in the living of humanity. Without men, there will never be procreation. So we, we thank God for the lives of all men. We give them money. God bless you. Amen. Can we pray? I said in advance. Me, I don't even know the day, but there's the is minimum. Can I can be the it can be deeper. I don't even know there is a father's day anyway. I'm just saying something. At least we are worth celebrating. God bless every man. And we we give God the glory. Please can we pray? And we pray. And we pray. And we pray. Okay. Father, we thank you. We give you all the glory. Spirit divine. I thank you for your move. And I thank you even for your presence. Mighty Father, I pray that you glorify yourself in our mess. We commit this service this morning into your hand and we pray that you do that which you always do the best and take all the glory. Let the sick be healed. Let the oppressed be delivered. Let every foul spirit check out now in the name of Jesus. Pray that no sickness will have its way in this atmosphere. We come against the spirit of confusion. We come against the spirit of misunderstanding. We come again the spirit of laziness. We pray that let the fire of God be alive this morning. And we shall give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Okay, so God bless you so much. God bless you. All those who are entering, God bless you. Mommy. God bless you. Mommy, Nerato Mimi, God bless you and favor you all.
Come Elisa. God bless you. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless. Some of you, when I mention your name, I hear another name. I don't know why. But let me just do what I'm doing. Okay. Uh, Ajua Becca, the Lord bless you. Amen. Akushia Ajay, mommy, God bless you. Amen. So, we thank God for this morning. And we thank God for the grace of God that is revealed. Amen. Um, this morning, by the grace of God, we will be doing two things together. First of all, we will be listening to the very word of the Lord, which is able to transform us, which is able to give us an inheritance. Do you know that the Bible said that the word of God is able to give us an inheritance? So we want to hear the very word that can give us the inheritance we deserve, even in life and in destiny. Am I talking to some people at all? Am I talking to some people? So we, we, we want to hear the word. One of the things I always tell people is that um, prophecy is good. Prayer is good. Fasting is good. Music is good. Everything in the kingdom is good. But the Bible said that all these things shall pass away. It means that prophecy will pass away. Music will pass away. Prayer will pass away. Worship will pass away. Fasting will pass away. But there is only one thing according to the word of the Lord that will never pass away. The Bible said that is the word of the Lord. Am I talking to somebody? So you, even money will pass away. Your boyfriend will pass away. Your husband will pass away. Everything that is having a name, the Bible said it will all pass away. But there is one thing that will never pass away according to scripture. And the Bible said that is the word of the Lord. I believe and I admonish every child of God in this arena that one of the things you have to understand that in all things... Let the word of the Lord be a priority in your life. Am I talking to somebody? In all things, let the word of the Lord be a priority in your life. Um, how many of us woke up this morning and actually read something? Maybe I might guess some. I might not guess some. Okay? Even if you cannot read the Bible, you have to make your life as, as a way that every morning you will hear a message before you start your day. I don't know whether you take, you get what I'm trying to say? Yes, there are, there are recorded audios everywhere which you can get some. Am I talking to people at all? There are recorded audios everywhere that you can get some, okay? The man of, the man of God you actually like, you follow, you admire so much, you can get his recorded audios, his preaching tapes, so every morning when you wake up, you play one message, you listen to it, and you, you go to work with it. Am I talking to somebody? That is one of the ways you can also, you know, develop your quiet time, not only just opening the Bible to read. So you can be soaking yourself with the word of God. It's very important, church. And I, I, I admonish everybody that we should all adapt to those kind of natures. And it is very important. If you cannot read your Bible, 
you have to get a, a, an audio tapes and every morning be listening even whilst in a car be listening while in a trot drop be listening even in keke be listening wherever you are when you are having a less and a free chance plug your earpins and begin to hear a message to transform and boost your spiritual life for you to be able to enjoy what god has purpose even for you hallelujah hallelujah second samuel chapter 9 if you have a bible let's flow together second samuel chapter 9 the verse 1 going hurry up second samuel chapter 9 the verse 1 going don't forget we are still dealing with the concept of favor is that clear we are still dealing with the concept of favor and by the grace of god we want to start with the um, another concept of favor which i want to tell you that um anytime god favors you he changes your location anytime god favors you he changes your situation don't forget the first time i told you that the lord can choose to favor anyone he wants don't forget it yesterday i talked about the lord can favor a man because of a man don't forget it don't forget it don't forget it and today i'm dealing with another topic altogether that the lord when favor comes upon you the lord can change your location is that clear second samuel chapter 9 the verse 1 going second samuel chapter 9 the verse 1 going are you ready are you ready to learn this morning looks like people cannot hear me can you hear me at all can you hear me can you hear me okay great, great please uh, let me know when you are alive or when you are sleeping let me know all of them and david said is there still anyone left in the house of saul that i may show him kindness is there anybody left in the house of Saul that I may show him kindness is there anybody left in the house of Saul that I may show him kindness that I may show him kindness that kindness stands for the word favor am I talking to somebody the word kindness actually stands for the word called favor. Is that clear? So the word kindness actually it stands for what? Favor. So David was asking that, is there somebody in the house of Saul that I may show him favor or kindness? Let's flow. Get me the scripture. For Jonathan's sake, the verse 2, the Bible said that, and a man called Ziba, who had been one of Saul's servants said oh get me the scripture where is the scripture okay great verse 2 now there was a servant of Saul's household named Ziba they summoned him to appear before David and the king said to him are you Ziba at your service he replied verse 3 the king asks is there no one still alive for the house of Saul to whom 
I can show kindness or God's kindness unto. And Ziba answered the king, There is still a son of Jonathan. He is lame in both feet. There is something I always ask myself whenever I go to this portion of the scripture. Church, do you know what I always ask myself? So all this while, Ziba knew the whereabouts of Jonathan's son and kept quiet. Am, am, I, am I drawing your attention to something? It means that all this while It means that all this while Ziba knew the whereabouts of Jonathan's son but he kept quiet. The question is why did Ziba kept quiet when he knew that Jonathan's son still lived and also have a portion in the inheritance of his father. Why did he keep quiet? The Lord spoke to me. Anytime I get to that portion of the scripture, the Lord always explains a lot of things. One of the things the Lord said to me is that anytime you lack favor, even those who knows that you have a certain situation that they can offer help, they keep mute about your situation. Yes. Anytime a man's lack favor, even if they know that this is your situation and they can help you, they will keep quiet over your situation. It means that favor actually announces a man. Yes. Anytime a man is favor, is favored, favor actually announces that individual for celebration or for promotion. Ziba knew the whereabouts of Jonathan's son, but he kept quiet. Let's flow. Let's flow. Verse 4. Verse 3. No, verse 3. We are still we are still in verse 3. We are still in verse 3. And the king asked, Is there no one still alive from the house of Saul to whom I can show God's kindness? Ziba answered the king, There is still a son of Jonathan. He is lame in both feet. Where is he? The king asked. Ziba answered, He is at the house of Makar, the son of Amel in Lodiba. Hmm. Verse 5 and 6. Let's flow. Verse 5 and 6. Quickly. So the king David had him brought from Lodiba, from the house of Machal, the son of Amel. When Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, came to David, he bowed down to pay him honor. And David said, Mephibosheth, at your service, he replied, let's flow, let's flow. 
let's flow verse 7 and 8 he said don't be afraid David said to him for I will surely show your you kindness for the sake of your father's Jonathan and I will restore to you all the land that belongs to your grandfather did you hear that I will restore to you all the land that belonged to your grandfather, Saul. And you will always eat at my table. And Mephibosheth bowed down and said, What is your servant that you should notice a dead dog like me? Then the king summoned Ziba, Saul's steward, and said to him, I have given your master's grandson everything that belongs to Saul. So it means that all this while it was Ziba that was in possession of everything so hard. Have you seen it? It means that it was Ziba that had he was in possession of everything that saw. No wonder he never talked about Nipanyo. <laughs> no wonder he never talked about Mephibosheth. No wonder he never talked about Mephibosheth in any way to the king. So Ziba was the one taking care of Saul's property and Jonathan's property. He was the steward, the one taking care of the lands, the buildings, the car, the money that enters into the bank. It was in his possession. He was the one that was given in charge of it. So he was the one taking care of it on behalf of Saul and his family. Not knowing he knew where Ziba was. He knew where Mephibosheth was, but he kept quiet until God remembered Mephibosheth. Before I will hit the word, I would just want you to explain I just want to explain some life experiences out of God's word for you to know that there are people that knows what to give to you but they have refused because your life lack favor there are people that knows that you are struggling they can offer help but they are not offering the help because your life lack favor but after this month you shall enter into your realm of favor I said after this month you shall enter into your realm of favor in the mighty name of Jesus I said you shall enter into your realm of favor I said you shall enter into your realm of favor I prophesy if your life is disfavored I speak right now from my father's altar I stand in the grace of the apostle of settlement and I decree and declare by the power of the Holy Ghost may the Lord favor you I said may the Lord favor you I said may the Lord favor you the place we read from are you ready for God's word are you ready for God's word I think today you will enjoy God's word so one, one of the things I like by is the word of God because um, if I want to feel God's presence, um, I think it is the word of God that actually brings his presence to me. I'm telling you, anytime I begin to preach, something comes upon me so mildly. And I love it. I love it. Be, be, be a lover of God's word. I'm telling you. 
be a lover of God's word. I pray that may the appetite to sit and understand God's word, may, may it enter into your spirit in the name of Jesus. The place we read from, the Bible said that one day, David sat down and David, something came upon David. And David said, is there anyone in the house of Saul that I may show kindness to? In other words, is there anybody in the house of Saul that I want to favor? For Jonathan's sake. For Jonathan's sake. It means that the favor that was coming actually was not coming because of Saul. The favor that was coming was coming because of Jonathan. Anybody who is a good student of God's word will understand that David and Jonathan were the best of friends. They lived happily together. They supported each other. They helped each other in many ways. I believe one day in the Bible, what I'm saying right now, it is in the Bible. Jonathan rose up and said unto David that, David, you know what? I'm doing all these things unto you so that one day when you become king, when you become king, remember my family. This is what Jonathan said. You can check it in the scripture. Somebody can go and check it and, 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 and bring that scripture. Jonathan woke up one day and told David that, David, I'm doing whatever I'm doing because I want you to become king. And when you become king because of this, I want you to remember my family. And the Bible said two of them entered into a covenant. And the Bible said in the process of time, David actually became king. And David forgot the family of Jonathan. One day as David was sitting down, that memory of the promise came back to David. And David said, it looks like I've made a mistake. It looks like I've broken a covenant that I made with my covenant brother. Sometimes people can actually forget people. Not because they want to forget. But sometimes people can actually forget people because the more they increase in level, the more they forget their past friends. And the more they forget the things their past friends did to them. Unim said, in this life, there are people that actually helped you in life. But do you know that right now it has gotten well with you? Have you seen you've forgotten all the friends you started with? Do you know that? Do you know that some of the friends you even started life with, some of them, they, they, they've even, listen, let me read it. First Samuel chapter 20, the verse 14 and 15. He said, This is Jonathan speaking. He said, But show me unfailing kindness like the Lord's kindness as long as I live so that I may not be killed. Look at the verse 15. And do not ever cut off your kindness from my family. Not even when the Lord has cut off every one of David's enemies from the face of the earth. This is Jonathan speaking. And Jonathan said that, Do you know what? A time is coming that the Lord will kill all your enemies, David. This is Jonathan prophesying to David and said, when that time comes, make sure that you don't forget to extend kindness to my own family. I want you to be a blessing to my own family. Don't forget my family. 
And this was actually the scripture that led to 2 Samuel chapter 9, the verse 1. And David one day was walking and now realized that he has done a mistake. And the mistake he did was that it was now time for him to show kindness. It was a vow. So he need, he need to fulfill that vow. He need to fulfill that promise. He need to fulfill that covenant. And he said that, is there anybody in the house of Saul that I may show kindness unto? Because of Jonathan's sake. Have you seen it? It means that there are some people, the prayers that you are praying, the well-being you are living, how your life is today is not because of the prayers you have prayed. There are some of us, we are living well because our fathers made a covenant with the Lord and that covenant is actually what is helping us there are some of us we are living good today because our fathers did certain good that have become like a blessing unto us that we are enjoying there are certain opportunities that is coming unto us some of us it is not because of the connection the grammar and the school we went it is because our fathers did certain good that is actually benefiting our life today i pray it means that in life whatever you do it lives after you whatever you will do on this earth will live after you whether good or bad if i were to be you i will leave a positive legacy in the sense of time so that when i die it will be an inheritance for my children for the bible said that a good man leaves an inheritance for his children and his children's children i prophesy that the life you are living i pray that it will be a good life that will be imprinted in the sands of time and it will be like a blessing for your children it will be like a blessing for your children's children in the name of jesus am i talking to some people do you know that every good thing you do Actually, that good thing is ahead of you. That is why Paul was talking to the Corinth church and Paul told them that my brothers understand that your labor shall not be in vain. My brothers in the Lord understand that your labor shall not be in vain whatever you do in the services of the lord i want you to understand that no matter how good or how bad it is it it it, it is ahead of you if you are not the one to reap it your children will come and reap it that is what the bible said in galatians 6 the verse 8 it said do not be deceived for god is not mocked he said for whatever a man soweth he shall reap don't forget it my brothers any good thing you are doing is not for vain even if you are not the one going to reap it your children will come and benefit it for on your behalf all the prayers you have been praying all the giving you have been given in church all the support you have been given to the kingdom of god is not in vain your children will come and enjoy it 
Jonathan never knew that the good thing he was doing for David, he never knew that a time was coming that a son from him is about to enjoy all the good things he did for him. Imagine. Imagine Jonathan treated David badly. Just imagine Jonathan treating David badly. What would have become of his seed? What will become of his seed? This is a great lesson to the body of Christ. That whatever you are doing, your children will come and reap it. So live a good life so that your children will come and benefit it. Read across the scripture. Check the Bible you get to understand that in this life, there are most of times the Lord will want to do something. Anytime the Lord visits somebody in the Bible, do you know how God announces himself? God says that I am, the, I, I am the God of your father, Abraham. I am the God of your father, Isaac. And I'm, I am the God of your father. Have you seen it? It means that God actually is the God of fathers. He visits the iniquities of the fathers upon the sons. Which means that whatever I am doing today, it actually lives after my children. If I live a good life today, my children will come to repay or will come to benefit of the good life I live. If I live a bad life today, my children will come and repay. What are you doing? What life are you living? Are you being a blessing? Or are you being a burden? Which of them are you are you being a blessing or are you being a burden which of them are you which of them if you are a blessing continue to become a blessing because you might not be the one that will enjoy the blessing but your children will come and enjoy that blessing I always tell people that whatever I'm doing in the body of Christ, I'm not doing for my sake. I'm doing for my children. I will give birth to. I always say this. All the fastings I'm doing, all the prayers I'm doing, all the sacrifices I'm giving, it is not because of me. It is because of my children. I'm laying a foundation for them so that they will not come and struggle the way I struggle. So that they will not come and fast the way I fasted. So that they will not come and pray the way I prayed. I'm having sleepless nights today because of my children. What kind of life are you living? Jonathan lived a good life with David. And the Bible said, the very life Jonathan lived even with David, According to the word of the Lord, the Bible said, Jonathan remembered that good thing. David, rather, remembered that good thing. And David said, Is there anybody in the house of Saul for Jonathan's sake that I may show kindness unto? And the Bible said, They said, There is somebody who knows somebody. His name is called Ziba. I want you to type Ziba. 
I want you to type Ziba. Do you know the meaning of Ziba? Ziba actually means strength. Ziba actually means fight. Oh my God. I like the revelation the Lord is giving to me right now. Ziba actually means strength. Ziba also means fight. Huh? It means that in life, you always need somebody that will fight for you. If you are you always need a ziba in life somebody that will stand and be fighting for you the reason why men can actually push forward in life is that your strength alone cannot take you to your destination you always need a ziba that will fight for you you always need a ziba that will be your support guide sometimes life will draw a penalty at you Sometimes situations will treat you bad. You always need a ziba that will stand beside you. Ziba means fight, and ziba means strength. And that there is a man in the house of Saul. In fact, he is the steward in the house of Saul. His name is Ziba. He said, Go and call Ziba. I pray. May a ziba come into your life. I said, may God introduce a ziba into your life. One day I was talking to your guy and your guy told me a statement that actually kept, kept ringing in my mind. It's so Do you know that one, one of the greatest things a man needs is that a man, every person needs a man of God. I tell you, this was the very statement your guy told me. And that statement, I liked it so much. No matter who you are, you need a support system. No matter who you are, you need somebody that will stand with you in prayer. No matter who you are, you need somebody that will fight for you in times of battle. One day, the Bible said that Israel was in battle. And they had a ziba called Moses. Moses was standing on the top of the mountain. And the Bible said that Moses raised his hand. And as so far as the hand of Moses was raised, the Bible said that Israel was winning the battle. But when the hand of Moses was coming down, according to scripture, the Bible said Israel began to lose the battle. The Bible said the hand of Moses was up to a point. His hand began to tremble his legs began to tremble he couldn't hold his hands again the bible said there was two men who came and supported the hand until israel won the battle say you always need a support system ma you always need somebody that will fight with you in the time of problem in the time of situation do you know why depression actually kills people because anytime depression steps into the life of a man that man always needs a support system somebody that will encourage him somebody that will tell him it is well somebody that will tell him you can push forward somebody that will tell him you can make it alive somebody that will tell him no matter what you can get there and no matter what you are going through the lord shall deliver you
Savior. We need people that will stand with us. Even in the time of crisis, we need men like Ziba. We need men like Ziba that will stand and fight for us. Even when all men are criticizing you, we need a Ziba that will stand and fight for you. Even if more men are speaking false and ill against your life, you need a Ziba that will stand with you and speak encouraging words unto you. I pray, may a Ziba come unto your life. I said, may a zebra come into your life. A zebra come into your life. Zebra means strength. Ziba means strength. Ziba means strength. I pray. May God bring somebody in your life that will strengthen you in the things of your life. Hallelujah. Bring that scripture. And the Bible said that they brought Ziba. And David asked Ziba a question and said, Ziba, please, is there anybody in the house of Saul that is left that I want to show kindness unto? And Ziba said, Yes. Yes. Ah. May God raise a man that will always speak for you. church. I said, may God raise a man that will always speak for you. Eh? One of the dangers in life is to live a life without having a voice that speaks for you. If every voice is against you, your life will not go anywhere. Do you hear what I just said? If you are living a life and you don't have any voice that actually speaks for you, you, you might not even get anywhere in destiny. If every voice around you is speaking against you, 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 you are on your pathway to doom. You are in your pathway to doom. Imagine Ziba said no. Just imagine right now that Ziba said no. Just imagine. Ziba saying no. Church, imagine Ziba saying no. Just imagine that. Ziba saying no. What would have come or what would have become of Mephibosheth? Imagine your helper falling into the hands of your enemies. What will become of you? Do you know by now, some of you, you should have been married by now. Do you know by now, some of you, you should have been traveled or you should have traveled by now. Do you know that? But actually, your helper 
fell into the hands of your enemies. Instead of them recommending you, they started condemning you. Instead of them speaking well of you, they started speaking ill of you. Most of us, we would have gotten helpers. We would have gotten helpers. But the truth of the matter is that the person who was supposed to help us actually fell in the hands of our enemies. So the person didn't speak well of us. And the person left. Do you know that there are people before they will help you, they will first ask somebody about you? Do you know that? There are people this is, I'm teaching you practical lessons out of God's word. David wanted to help Mephibosheth, but he had to ask Mephibosheth from somebody. I'm, I'm about to say something now. David wanted to help Mephibosheth, but he had to ask somebody before he offered the help. Church, he had to ask. Then he asked Mephibosheth. Do you know anybody like that? He said, yes. Yes, oh, I know. Imagine your helper actually said no. Oh, I know, I know him. Yes, I know that sister. I heard it is, she's your friend, yes. He said, is there anything the matter? I said, I just want to help that lady. He said, don't help that lady. In their family, there is a case. She's even a prostitute. Anybody that would try to, you know, help her, the family witches will kill them. The last time somebody gave her money and everything about the person's fault, if you try helping, everything, and the person said, okay, well, thank you, you have actually helped me. The greatest doom that can ever happen to a man it's when your helper lands in the hands of your enemies. That will be the greatest doom that will ever happen to any man. The greatest doom that can ever happen to any man is when your helper falls into the hands of your enemy. Imagine. Imagine what would have become of you two years ago. What would have become of you three years ago? What would have become of you four years ago? Some of us, I pray, may God deliver our helpers from the hands of our enemies. I say, may God deliver our helpers from the hands of our enemies. I said, may God deliver our helpers from the hands of our enemies. May the Lord deliver our helpers from the hands of our enemies. I speak unto 25 people that will say amen to this prayer. I said, may the Lord deliver your helpers from the hands of your enemies. I said, may the Lord deliver your helpers from the hands of your enemies. I said, may the Lord deliver your helpers from the hands of your enemies. If you believe, shout, I believe. And holla a big amen.
I preaching? Am I preaching? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Can I continue? Can I continue? And now David asks. As soon as David asks, he said, yes. Ziba said, yes. I know a man. I know a man. He's in the house of Saul. I know. I know. Ziba replied, yes, yes, I know. Ziba said, yes, I know. Ziba said, I know. And now, this is where the problem is coming from. Ziba said, I know. And now Ziba is trying to describe the person unto the king. That's the verse 3. In 2 Samuel chapter 9, the verse 3. That is where I am now. Ziba said, that I know, yes, it's true. I know somebody. Ziba, just go forward and keep quiet. If you tell me you know, Ziba was trying to describe. That is where the problem is coming from. When our helper falls into the hands of our enemies, Ziba said, Yes, there is somebody left. Indeed, there is somebody left. But he is crippled. What? To some of us, we would think Ziba was being sincere. Is it not true? Huh? To some of us, we would think Ziba is being sincere but actually the sincerity of Ziba was actually condemning the child from entering into the palace because according to Jewish tradition or according to kinship no lame person or no person with defect is supposed to enter into the palace it is in the law it is in the Old Testament you can go and check it out Nobody that is crippled is allowed to enter into the palace. It was a law. Because it is a law that nobody is permitted to enter into the palace. Ziba was recommending a man in other words, discouraging the king from allowing the person to maybe you don't understand. Ziba is recommending Mephibosheth in part discouraging the king from helping him. What am I trying to say? Have you seen that when your helper falls into the hands of an enemy, he will say, do you know this man of God? He said, yes. Oh, I know him, but he's a womanizer. Do you know that the bat came, that came is actually coming to disqualify? I don't know whether you get what I'm trying to say. The bat that came is actually coming to disqualify. Oh, 
things he is about to say about him. You know what the Lord told me? You know what the Lord told me? He said, son, don't be deceived that in life, the people that will stand with you, they are the people that will speak ill of you. I like The Lord said, the son, don't be deceived or don't be discouraged when you find out that the people that will stand with you the most, they are the very people that will discourage you. Because Ziba was actually standing in for Mephibosheth, right? Right? But his words was rather condemning him from having access to the palace. His words was actually condemning him in having access to the palace. His words was actually condemning him from having access to the palace. Am I talking to some people at all? Then he went further and said, he crippled. Then he said, the king asks, if he is even crippled, so where is he? You said he is crippled. Okay, I hear. Where is he? Then he added, he is in Lodiba. Do you know Lodiba? Do you know Lodiba? Do you know the meaning of Lodiba? Lodiba is a place. Okay, can I give you different meaning of Lodiba? Lodiba means no pasture a place where nothing actually grows did you hear what I just said a place where nothing grows Lodiba means a barren land Lodiba means a barren land in other words he is also in a place where nothing actually his life is very dry where he is it is only non-entities that go there. Lodiba also means without order. They don't even have a proper government. Nobody controls them. They are all foolish people walking around. It means that no proper person with good sense can go there. All those people are very nonsense people. They are very foolish people. Nobody will even, it is like a ghetto area. Nobody will even want to associate themselves with them. Lodiba is a place of falsehood. Lodiba is a place where people actually don't speak the truth. Am I, am I drawing your mind to the word of God at all? He said, yes, he is from Lodiba. If you don't know Lodiba, I'm explaining the word Lodiba for you to understand. Lodiba also means a place where there is no shepherd. A place where there is no shepherd. They don't even have a pastor. They don't even have a leader. They don't have anybody that speaks sense unto them. They don't have anybody. That place is called Lodiba. In other words, where 
the guy is actually coming from church church where the guy is actually coming from is a place where nothing can be written from or nothing can be written of it you can never pick somebody from that gutter and bring him to the palace even the name and the place the person comes from can even disqualify the person from being helped but child of God no matter where you are located no matter your geographical area say when the favor of the Lord locates you even if you are lying on the gutter the Lord can lift you from the gutter and set you among princes. Even if you are in the house of prostitute, the Lord can lift you from, oh my God. When it is time to be favored, God does not consider where you are coming from. When it is time to be favored, God does not consider the occupation of your father. God does not consider the occupation of your mother. I don't care. If my mother is a charcoal seller, it does not prevent my life from being blessed by the law. If my mother is a prostitute, if my father is an alcoholic, if my father is, is a smoker, it does not prevent me from being blessed by God. I might be coming from Lodiba, but I have a purpose. I might be coming from Lodiba, but there is something about my life that makes me different the Lord is always having a purpose for my life the Lord is always having a purpose for my life when favor comes upon me it does not call it it does not determine the qualification I have it does not determine my academic ladder no matter who I am now when favor comes upon me favor does not check that side Lodiba means a rebellious house. So what Ziba was trying to tell the king was that king, Yankwada, live long. I want to tell you that the Ziba, the Mephibosheth you want to help, number one, he's crippled. Number two, he's from a place called Lodiba. Hmm. Hmm. Is from a place called Lodiba. Can I give you a revelation? Can I give you a revelation? This second of when you read second Samuel 4 4, Mephibosheth actually was not a crippled. He was not a crippled person. He wasn't crippled. He wasn't a lame person. He was born with both feet intact. But when there was a war in the land of Israel against the Philistines, the Bible said that the son of Jonathan had, he said, Jonathan had a son who was lame in both feet. He said he was five years old when the news about Saul and Jonathan came from Israel. He said his nurse picked him up and fled but as he was hurried to leave he fell and became disabled his name was Mephibosheth did you see how his lameness came his lameness actually didn't come by his own fault his lameness came by the fault of the nurse that was taking care of him 
he fell from the house of the nest and broke her leg, his legs actually imagine a prince and a heir to the throne I don't know whether you are understanding the word of God imagine a prince and a heir to the throne who is now crippled because the, the, he became crippled I, this is a revelation the Lord gave me personally and I want to I want to tell you the revelation the Lord told me. A man that has become crippled by the mistake of the nurse. Now, the Lord spoke to me that the reason why Ziba knew where Mephibosheth was because Ziba was in contact with the nurse that was taking care of him. You don't, you don't understand. The reason why Ziba knew where Mephibosheth was because they had a connection together. It means that it was Ziba that rather recommended that that nurse should take Mephibosheth onto a place that he would never be found again. So it was, I'm coming to teach you something. They actually sold the prince into slavery in that land because it was only slaves that were in that place. The house of Maka was a place they buy slaves from. The house of Maka was actually a place where slaves are bought. So the nurse and Ziba, they sold the prince. That is called Mephibosheth. They sold him to Lodiba in a house called Maka so that his name will be covered. That nobody can identify him. But when your time is up, no matter where you are, no matter who sold you, no matter who wanted you down, no matter the evil they plotted for you, no matter what, when your time is up to be favored, say, when your time is up, to be favored. Nobody can stop the will of God from happening. When your time is up to be favored, nobody can stop the will of God from happening. I speak to 25 people. I don't know why the Holy Ghost is imprinting on my heart about 25. I prophesy. That in the name of Jesus, I don't know where you've been kept. I don't know where you've been kept in life. But your time of favor is now. The favor of God is about to change your location. I said the favor of God is about to change your location. God's favor is about to take you from the place where people don't even respect it is God that can take somebody from Kaswa and make him a citizen in UK. It is God that can take somebody from Ashamai and make him a business owner in US. Sir, ma, hear me. Where you are does not determine your lifting. It is God that determines the lifting of a man. Hear me. It is God that determines the lifting of a man. The Bible said he set the feet, my feet on a rock to stay. 
God can set your feet on a rock. He is the Lord. Bible says, "Ofat nipafri sume naso." This is what God can do. God can take you from the miry clay and set your feet upon the rock to stay. Don't give up. The Lord always have a purpose for you. There's somebody listening to me. You are in your seat relationship now. This one too is not working. It is even about to collapse. The Lord said that don't worry. When your time of favor, which is now, is come. No matter the situation you find yourself, he the Lord, he will pick you out and establish his name upon you. Am I speaking to people at all? He will pick you up and establish his name upon you. He will pick you up. He will pick you up. He will pick you up and establish his name even upon you. Oh, Lodiba. He's in Lodiba. In the house of Maka. In the house of Maka. 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 He's in the house of Maka. I said he's in the house of Maka. 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 The son of Amel in Lodiba. That is where he is found now. And David said, This is the very this is the very place I want you to understand that favor was set at, at its peak. This is where you understand that indeed favor it breaks protocol. I want everybody to get me Second Samuel chapter 9 the verse 5. Hear what David said. Although you've described the location of the man, you yourself go and bring him. You've told me the state of the guy but bring him. This is protocol at eight peak. This is breaking protocol at eight peak. Somebody whose situation didn't even qualify him to enter into the palace. The Bible said that when it was time, when it was time to be favored, the Lord said to him that they should bring him. The Lord said, bring him. Bring him. Bring him. I, I like this version. He said, then King David sent and fetched him out of the house of Maka. They fetched him out. I don't know whether you get it. Even if they hit him, they will set him and bring him out. They fetched him out. May see wherever you find yourself now. I don't know the situation you find yourself, but the favor of God this month is about to speak for you, and the Lord will fetch you out. Am I speaking to people at all? 
I said, the Lord is about to fetch you out for a testimony. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The Lord is about to fetch you out for a testimony. The Lord is about to fetch you out for a testimony. The Lord is about to fetch you out for a testimony. The Lord is about to fetch you out for a testimony. Now Mephibosheth that wasn't respected. Now Mephibosheth is coming to the palace with a convoy. Hey! Mephibosheth who was a slave somewhere is now being convoyed onto the palace. Ah! When favor comes upon you, even your level changes. <laughs> when favor comes upon you, protocols are broken for your sake. When favor comes upon you, say, ma. When favor comes upon you, people don't, that, that didn't respect you begins to respect you. That is the involvement of God's hand called favor. And this is what will happen to some of you this month. The very place you went and they rejected you. Now you will go back there and they will accept you. That very job you apply and they refuse to give you that job. They will call you for an interview. That very embassy you entered and they've delayed that visa. They are about to re release it this month for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. My God. My God. My God. My God. Mephibosheth has entered the palace. When Mephibosheth entered the palace, David said, Mephibosheth, don't be frightened, don't be afraid, because the Lord has indeed intervened for you. That is why when favor comes upon you, favor connects you unto greatness. If I were to be, I'll be writing what favor does. I say, anytime favor comes upon you, favor takes you into the realm of greatness. Whenever favor comes upon you, I said, favor takes you into the realm of greatness. It takes you into the realm of glory. It takes you into the realm of great connections. People you don't even believe you can stand before. You see them standing before you. It is favor that will make you sit in a plane with Dan Gautil. It is favor that will make you sit in the same plane with Elon Musk. It is favor that will make you sit in a place. Um, it, it is called favor. It is favor that will make you sit in one of the billionaires in a certain country. You will sit beside the billionaire and you will be chastened and be just in. hey hello you, you look nice i like your clothes thank you 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 also look nice. it is called favor favor connects a man onto greatness favor i release the favor of god onto you ah church i said i release the favor of god onto you i release the favor of god onto you in the name of jesus i release favor onto you I said, I release favor unto you. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I release favor unto you. My regard. Melo I release favor. 
Oh, I release favor. I release favor. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I release favor upon you. And the very place I want to land the message is this place. The verse 9. The Bible said. And David told him that I want you to come. After coming to me, the verse 7, he told him, I will give you whatever that belongs to your father and your grandfather. It means that favor indeed restores things. Ah. It actually means that favor, it restores things. It's, I will give you that very land. Every property your grandfather had, every property your father had, I will give it to you. Not only that, every day you eat breakfast with me. Every day you eat Every single day you eat breakfast with me. Every single day. You eat breakfast with me every single day. Every single day you eat breakfast with me. After the restoration, I've exalted your horn. Like the horn of the unicorn. I have exalted your horn. Like the horn of the unicorn. Now you will sit before the high places. You will sit before high places. Hey. 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 I will restore. Everything your father and your grandfather had. Church, it means as I'm restoring, he, he added to the verse 9. He added to the verse 9 that, and he called Ziba, Ziba, I know you are the one owing, and you know, you are the one sitting on the properties of his grandfather and his mother and his father. I want you to give it back to him. Look at it. Then the king summoned Ziba. The king summoned Ziba, saw steward and said to him, I have given your master's grandson everything that belongs to Saul and his family. I have given it to you. Look at the verse 10. Everybody, please read the verse 10 for me. Church, can, can everybody get me the verse 10? Read the verse 10. Look at what he told Ziba. He says, Ziba, you and your sons, you'll be his servant. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you hear that you Ziba you and your entire children you will serve him ah. <laughs> it means that the one that wanted you to fail he will be the one to save you ah, you didn't hear the message I said the one that wanted you to fail will be the one to raise you up will be the one to celebrate you will be the one to save you. I pray for you. Any group of witches that have went to a group of meeting in their covens just because of you. They've entered. 
get into archives just to destroy your life, just to delay your life, just to waste your life. I said, the Lord is about to favor you and lift you beyond where you are into a very place that all those people that mocked you, ah, all those people that mocked you, the Lord is about to lift you that they will be your servants from today. I said they will be your servants from today. We will be like Micah. Ah, that will say rejoice not over me, my enemies. We will be like Micah. That will say rejoice not over me, my enemies. For when I fall, I shall rise again. And when I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be my light. I prophesy. Although you are failing, you shall rise again. Although you are falling, I say you are, you shall rise. Oh my God. I feel the word of the Lord. You will rise again. You will rise again. You will rise again. You rise again. I don't know whether you are sitting in darkness. The Lord shall be your light. I said 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 the Lord shall be your light. The favor of God is bringing glory upon you. Ah, sheleviyo go mahayas. Verilo go vila anduleki sabaya. It's bringing glory upon you. Your ministry is receiving the favor of God. Your marriage is receiving the favor of God. Oh my Lord. That business is receiving the favor of God. That contract is receiving the favor of God. The very purpose that the Lord even called you is about to manifest. Begin to thank God for his word. There is something happening. Your marriage indeed will receive the favor of God. In, in conclusion, all what I wanted to say is that anytime favor comes upon you, it changes your location. The charcoal seller's boy will surely wear a white shirt. You will surely wear a white shirt. Don't give up. The Lord has a purpose for you. In Jesus' mighty name. Clap your hands for Jesus.